Let's talk about the issue of um, the opioid epidemic uh, in our country. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev was uh, in Vancouver today and he said that if he became Prime Minister, he would sue pharmaceutical companies to fund drug treatment. He says that to pay for that, he would launch a $44 billion lawsuit against the pharmaceutical companies that manufacture the prescription drugs that many users are addicted to. Uh, Mr. Polyev, of course, is leader of the Conservative Party of Canada and, of course, the leader of the official opposition, and he joins us. Now, Mr. Polyev, thank you for your time today. Great to be with you, Mr. Johal. Uh, first and foremost, let's touch on this issue of the lawsuit. Why is this a priority for you? Uh, I think globally, uh, so far, $54 billion have been paid out by pharmaceutical companies. Uh, do you think you're going to be able to make enough money to pay for some of these uh, treatment centers that you're talking about? Yes, we should be able to pay for all of it by suing the big pharma corporations who caused the crisis in the first place. They flooded North America with Oxycontin and other opioids. They promised the medical systems in both Canada and the U.S. that these drugs were safe and non-addictive. Both of those things were lies, and they knew they were lying. They not only only that, but McKinsey, uh, Justin Trudeau's favorite consulting firm, uh, did uh, advisory work where they said... Uh, that there should be bonuses for distributors who who uh, caused overdoses to occur. So people got hooked on these opioids. They then moved up the ladder of severity to fentanyl. That has led to 30,000 Canadians losing their lives, another 30,000 hospitalized, and tens of billions of dollars in costs to our health care, our criminal justice system, our border security, our indigenous programs, a poly of government, We'll sue Big Pharma, recover these funds, and use the money to pay for the desperately needed recovery and treatment programs that will save the lives of our brothers and sisters. Uh, your focus has been on uh, treatment. Uh, you've mentioned that many, many times on this show and many other uh, programs and publicly as well. Do you think there is any room for harm reduction as well, or do you think that's just the wrong route to take? Well, harm reduction is a, like, you know, everybody agrees with the principle of reducing all forms of harm. I'm wearing a seatbelt right now because I want to reduce the harm of a possible car accident. That doesn't mean I should encourage the car to slam into another vehicle. Um, and by the Trudeau and NDP approach of flooding our streets with more drugs, uh, paying taxpayer money to supply those drugs, has now proven to be a disaster. It has led to a massive increase in overdoses. There's been a 300% increase in overdose deaths under Justin Trudeau. And even since BC declared a public health emergency on opioids, the number of overdoses has more than doubled, all the while these so-called safe supply programs have been expanded. So they have not worked. Mm -hmm. All they're doing, actually, we're seeing the stories here in BC, The users are getting the taxpayer-funded hydromorphine. They're ripping off the labels, selling it to kids, taking the profits to buy more powerful fentanyl. Then they're overdosing and dying. Those kids are using those uh, uh, taxpayer-funded drugs to get addicted to opioids, and then they're graduating up to, to fentanyl and dying. That's not the answer, nor is legalizing fentanyl, heroin, and crack, as the Liberals and NDP want to do, the opposite. I will ban crack, heroin, uh, fentanyl, illicit fentanyl, and other drugs, and I'll put all of the resources into 
recovery so that people can bring home a drug-free life. Now, this region, as you know very well, and you've articulated very well there, is known for providing a safe supply of drugs to some users and decriminalizing small amounts of certain illicit substances. Public health officials have been supportive of that, and so have police. Do you think they are wrong? Well, I, I, I would disagree with the characterization that police are on side with this. The police that I talk to are strongly against it because they know that it has made Vancouver more dangerous. Uh, Vancouver is basically, in practice, had decriminalized drugs for about six or seven years since they stopped prosecuting those offenses. And the results are plain to the eye. Go to Hastings Street, where people lie face down on the pavement. We're, we're losing six people a day in, in British Columbia, where uh, overdoses have increased by 300% under Justin Trudeau. It's not working. We need to ban heroin, mm-hmm. uh, um, illicit fentanyl, crack, cocaine, stop providing taxpayer-funded drugs, and instead provide the treatment that will save the lives of our people. Uh, in regards to the current issue of supervised consumption site, uh, where users can bring drugs to inject or inhale uh, under the watch of staff, uh, do you support that present system? My, I would put all of the resources into to recovery and treatment. Um, at the end of the day... So would you su- we're, shut we're those consumption going, sites down then? I would redirect the dollars to recovery and treatment. I think that the right way to go is to get people off drugs, not to perpetuate addiction. And uh, this is the approach that they're taking in Alberta. They've doubled the number of treatment beds from 4,000 to 8,000, and they're bringing the overdose rate down. By contrast, the approach that the federal liberals support and the NDP implement here in B.C. is doing the opposite. doesn't work. Let's get people off drugs, bring home a drug-free life. Yesterday, had the Attorney General of British Columbia on this show, Nikki Sharma. We were talking about bail condition, particularly uh, because so much of, of this comes from the federal uh, federal government and federal jurisdiction. There has been a push by Attorney Generals across this country to toughen bail conditions. Uh, shouldn't we be focusing on those types of issues where you have this small group of people who are constantly in and out in a revolving door fashion out of our justice system, many of them addicted to, to drugs as well, vandalizing, uh, you know, retail outlets, small businesses, and threatening uh, many random acts of violence in Vancouver and many other communities as well. Should we not be focusing on those issues rather than, you know, potentially shutting down consumption sites or even in the case of, uh, you know, providing safe supply of drugs or decriminalizing small amounts of certain drugs, which, as I've said, the police have supported here in this community. Should we not be focusing on those bail conditions, those types of laws that have turned our, our legal system into sort of a revolving door? Well, we have to tackle both. But um, so Justin Trudeau brought in a bail system that allows, it's called same day, same day bail. Mm-hmm. Uh, a violent repeat offender who's been convicted dozens of times of crimes gets arrested in downtown Vancouver, and he laughs at the police officer because he knows that by noon on the same day he'll be out on bail doing more crime. In Vancouver, the same 40 offenders mm-hmm. were arrested 6,000 times according to the BC Union of Mayors. That's 150 arrests per person per year. So it's a very small number of repeat violent offenders that do all the crime. That's why Trudeau and the NDP are wrong 
to allow these repeat offenders back out onto the street again and again. So a polyif government will repeal the broken liberal bail system and replace it with a rule that says if you are a repeat violent offender with a long rap sheet and you're newly arrested, you stay behind bars until your trial is done and your sentence is complete. Mr. Paul, you've always enjoyed the conversation with you. I know you're short on time today. Look forward to having you in the studio soon for an extended conversation. Thanks for your time today. Thank you very much. Let's bring it home.